Hello and welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Haley. This is episode 59. And what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about if women should have paid period leave. Who's excited? (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) This is a really interesting topic, actually. It's not one that I have... I've actually never really heard of paid period leave. I haven't either. I've never I've thought, thought about researching it. for this episode. Yeah, I've just never thought about it because it was just something that we just, like, tough through. Mm-hmm. But when you actually think about it, it's like, wait a second. And there's other countries that are toying with the idea, you know? Right. We'll get into it, but it's just interesting. Definitely. But there's a little teaser for you. Yeah. But before we get into it, I want to personally thank you for letting me be your gym buddy. And of letting course. me move top of you. <laughs> of course. You know, of course. Um, so, yes, I joined Planet Fitness, the Judgment Free Zone, the Lunk Free Zone. The Lunk Free Zone. We've yet <laughs> to see the Lunk Alarm go off. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, look it up because it's actually hilarious. Um, Why have we we thought of, like, going on YouTube and looking it up? Oh, the Lunk Alarm? Yeah. What it looks like when it goes off? Yeah. I don't know. It's... Okay, I feel like we have to explain. Basically, the the whole thing of Planet Fitness is like no lunks, and a lunk is like someone who judges, throws down their weights, or grunts excessively, and is like intimidating. Yeah, like someone gym. who's like being like a, a typical stereotypical like steroid user gym bro. Yeah, and so you're not allowed, and it's like really strict at Planet Fitness, and that's why I joined because I'm really intimidated to go to a gym. Because I don't really know how the machines work. I don't know. You know, like, I'm just, like, not comfortable with all that. But it's been so good. I went every day this week. Good job. And I felt really really proud. Yeah, that's really great. And so you got the, like, premium membership. Yeah. Which means that you can bring a guest. Yeah, you can bring a guest with you, like, one guest every time you go. And it's only $22 a month. Yeah. And so she's kind enough to take me. Mm-hmm. So we went twice this week, I think. And we went with mom today, mm-hmm. which was really fun. But honestly, like we were talking about it and it really is so much less intimidating. Like I feel so comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And you brought up a really good point. Like we've gone to a couple other gyms and it's just like not it. Yeah. Like I like walk in there feeling anxious. I leave feeling like, oh my gosh, like I suck, whatever. Yeah. But like I felt so good after my workouts that I did with you. Yeah, no, it felt it feels really good. So last night, me and you went in the evening. Oh yeah, yeah, because it was a busy day. We went three times this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other days, I've been getting up in the morning, and I went with mom. And honestly, like it just feels really good because my since November, actually, so since October of last year. Um, I, you know, it was a really hard time because it was like coming up on the one year anniversary of the assault Mm -hmm. and like everything like that. And it was just hard. And so, and I wasn't sleeping well anyways. So I got into this really bad habit of getting up literally like 10 minutes before my shift because I work from home. And so I just had that excuse. Like it wasn't an excuse because that was a genuinely a hard time. Right. Right. No excuse. But I feel like now at this point it's May. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, in my head, I was like, oh, it's February. Like, I yeah, it's like, it oh, it's really not that long. No, oh it's May at this point. And so I was like, you know what? I need to, my whole thing right now has been, I need to get my life back together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I need to get my finances together. I need to start working out. I need to get on a better sleep schedule. 
And so now I'm going to bed earlier. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going still going to bed at like, you know, 11. Mm-hmm. But it's earlier for me. Going to bed earlier. Waking up at 6 a.m. Eating three meals a day. Like, it's just so much better. Yeah. And it's only been a week, but I feel good. Yeah. And, like, that's more motivation to keep going. Mm-hmm. And um, this is making me think of my holistic health class that I've taken because I had to do a final project about the seven dimensions of health, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, financial, spiritual, physical, whatever, like all that stuff. Yeah. And so I've been in that mood too. And I think with like summer coming up and just wanting to feel like good and positive vibes all the time, mm-hmm. I'm totally in the same boat with you. Yeah. And so like, seriously, thank you for letting me go with you. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Like I can go to my apartment gym, but it's like not the same. Yeah. And it is fun when you go with people Yeah, and it's a lot easier. Like I'm kind of a chatty Kathy at the gym. Mm-hmm. You are. <laughs> like when me and mom were doing the leg press this morning and you were over doing your own thing, mm-hmm. um, me and mom both didn't have headphones in or anything. And we were just chatting. Like I just love chatting and I am not a morning person at all. And so I'm kind of surprised that I'm not just like, let me stay in my headphones and just do my workout. Right. But I've just been in such a good mood every morning. That's really good. And I feel great. And so I'm honestly like in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't want to like jinx it. And then like, this would be awkward if I stopped working out. But it's like, no, I want to keep talking about Mm -hmm. how good I feel in the morning, even though it's only been a week, because this is going to motivate me to keep going. Yes, exactly. My alarm went off at 545 this morning Mm -hmm. because we agreed to meet at 615. And I'm a notorious snoozer. Mm-hmm. and I didn't snooze it. And at first I was like, why is it so early? Yeah. I got out of bed. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I felt really good. Yeah. And last night we went to the gym and then we went and got smoothies. Like yeah. that was fun. It was so you know? fun. But it just feels really nice. Oh, and I, I didn't tell you. Um, so my AirPods suck. Remember I was telling you that? I bought mm-hmm. those headphones. Oh, you the did? The ones. They're so nice. Nice. You tried them yeah. on? No. Oh. But they, <laughs> I mean, I tried them on. They fit perfect. But I haven't paired them with my phone yet. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. So I made a goal that if I can work out consistently for, which consistently for me, I said was at least three days a week. But I mean, hey, I've been but working But that's more. consistently. Yeah, that's consistent for me. But I've been working, I worked out five days already. Right. So, um, but yeah, if I can work out consistently for a month straight, then I'm going to get myself rose gold beats. Yes. And I think that's a great goal. Yeah. I'm yeah, really excited. That, that'll be so That's like really motivating me. And then I decided once I hit three months of working out consistently, I'm going to get a few really cute workout sets. Yes. I should set a goal like that for myself. Yeah. So like in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm financially not doing well because I keep spending money. So with one goal, I'm motivating myself to do worse than my other goal, but it's fine. I know. I know. It's funny because I was having a conversation with dad while we were in Chicago, actually, mm-hmm. and we were watching the tournament and like having a deep conversation. You know how it goes. Like, yeah. yeah totally. um, but I, we were both talking about like how we want to get our lives together, basically. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, hey, well, he was like, I'm working on trying to find something that motivates me. You know, mm-hmm. like what's something that could reward you? I was like, well, honestly, everything I want is just spending money. And he was right. like, is there anything else? I was like, you're like, no, no, <laughs> no it's spending money. No, because I think like travel, that's spending exactly. a crap ton of money. Like Exactly. <laughs> Workout sets, money, money, new headphones, shoes, money. Yeah, honestly, I can't make up money. Like I can't think of anything else. Ugh, it's rough. It's really rough. But you know what? For me, I'm like, whatever. Like if I, I'm getting those freaking beats. Yeah. And because you're my, gonna set your mind to it. I'm setting my mind to it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna work out. 
and I almost bought them the other day because <gasps> I actually I feel like I I like have like a medically diagnosed like spending issue. I'm not kidding. Oh, I feel like that too. No, like I feel like I genuinely like I don't think you're alone. Like I think a lot of you know, I think it's because especially with the pandemic, I feel like a lot of people's spending habits have like really gone out of control. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're alone. I genuinely feel like it's like sort of an addiction. Yeah. Because it, like, literally, I'm, like, just this one. <laughs> like, this is the last time. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it actually got so bad this week that I took my credit card out of my wallet and put it in my top drawer so that I, and I know that if you don't spend your credit card, then your um your credit score will go down. So it's not going to be there forever. But, like, for the next three weeks, I need to keep it away yeah. in a drawer and not at my disposal. Because it's so bad. Like, I honestly, like, I need help. <laughs> Have you ever thought about lowering your credit limit? I don't think you can. I don't know if you can either. No, I don't think you can. If you can't, if anyone's listening, if you can lower your credit limit, please DM me. But I don't think you can because they just automatically, and my credit limit's like $2,000. Dude, that's so dangerous. It's really dangerous. Like, I honestly, like, this is going to make me look really bad. And you know what? It does, and it's fine. But I got this credit card on an impulse because it was rose gold. <laughs> I I like I wasn't I thought you were gonna say like I just wanted to spend some cash real no. quick. Like I was not excited. No, I got that. it because it's pink. It's really cute, but it's really yeah. cute. But like that is why I got it and I didn't even look at what the credit limits were. And like it started me off at uh, at one thousand and then after I made like three on time payments, it was like, okay, now your credit limit's two thousand and I'm like Guys, no. So a starter credit card at a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a student oh. one. Oh my gosh! I don't know how. Anyways, that that was a ten minute rant about all that. But basically, um, yeah, we're getting our lives together. <laughs> yeah, and we're starting with the gym. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we went um this week and it, it felt really good. Yeah. Are you gonna go tomorrow? Um. Honestly, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about it later. Feels good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Today's feminist highlight is Anna Politskavia. I'm sorry, I looked up the pronunciation <laughs> 10 minutes ago and I already <laughs> forgot. Do you know it? Uh-uh, I forgot. Okay, um, Anna P. Anna P. <laughs> Throwing it to the bachelor. Okay, Anna P. Um, Anna. And I actually got this um, idea. Idea. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on that. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> um, I got this idea from this book that we got at the library because we did a library trip together a little mm-hmm. bit ago and we got a few books and this one is called The Little Book of Feminist Saints and it's so cute. If you're watching on YouTube, like it's so small. It's really cute. cute. Um, so she was a Russian journalist and human rights activist and she rep- reported on Russian political events, mostly the Chechen war. She worked as a journalist despite how dangerous it was. And this was a very dangerous time. And what she was doing was extremely dangerous and bold. I'm going to read her biography um, as written in this book. Trigger warning before I read this entry. It is a little bit graphic. A lot graphic. Yeah, it's graphic. Two months before her death, journalist Anna Politskavia... That sounds right (laughs) to me. Okay. Blends into a crowd of women wearing a headscarf. The other women do their best to conceal her. It's important that she not be seen. A Chechen fighter, a man native to this village, has been killed on orders from the Kremlin. His head now hangs suspended from a gas pipeline. His bloody track pants laid out below. I'm sorry, this is kind of graphic. 
Haley's so deserved. Um, the men in charge snap pictures with their cell phones. Then it is taken down, a small mercy, only to be sewn back onto its body and put on display again. A warning to Chechen adults, to their children, to whomever whomever happens to be watching. Politskovia has been told that she mustn't be here. Her reporting has made her enemies. There are threats on her life, but she is here and she will write about what she sees. Politskovia was born in New York, the daughter of diplomats. She could have chosen a life apart from this. She has already been arrested, poisoned, thrown into a pit. She's endured a mock ex execution at the hands of Russian troops. But as a journalist, she felt a duty to describe, as she put it, the life around us for those who cannot see it for themselves. It was a duty that would cost her her life. In October 2006, she was found in an elevator in her Moscow apartment building, shot in the head and chest. Though it remains unclear who ordered the shooting, top secret documents released by Edward Snowden confirm that Russian Federal Intelligence Services had targeted her email account. Two months before her murder, Politskovia wrote, People in Chechnya are afraid for me, and I find that very touching. They fear me more than I fear them fear for myself, and that is how I survive. So she, um, you can read a lot more about her. There's a lot of information about her online. Um, but she put herself out there in very dangerous situations to bring awareness to what was happening to her people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very strong of her. Yeah, that's amazing. I have never heard of her, but she obviously made the ultimate sacrifice and she was fighting for others. Thank you for sharing that with us. As always, we love the feminist highlights. Um, such a good way to start off the episodes. So like we touched on at the beginning, we are talking about whether or not women should have paid period leave. This is the question of the day. Now, obviously, I say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can look, you know, we can talk more about it, but that can look different. It doesn't have to be a week long paid leave. You know, there's right. options. Right. Um, this is kind of a controversial issue. Issue? 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 <laughs> um, so obviously like there's pros and cons, which we'll explore, mm -hmm. but with this topic, I'm thinking about the episode we did with Rini. Right. And this is honestly, like, all I need to say, yes, women should have period leave. So if you haven't listened to that, then go back and listen. It was, I think, three episodes ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Rini, in her episode, she talked about the importance of, she talked about the red tent mm -hmm. um, and just the importance of taking downtime to reflect and and process your emotions and your feelings and just be creative while you're on your period while you're on your period. Mm -hmm. And they had go back and listen, but listen for her talking about the red tent. Cause she'll explain it a lot and it's very interesting, but she talked about the importance of that. And so I think we're both kind of thinking if, of with that in mind when we're thinking about paid period leave. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I kind of, I was like, yeah, we should have period leave before, but like after hearing that episode, like, yeah, we do need some time mm -hmm. to be in our feminine energy. Right. And I think that's what this topic is about, mm -hmm. personally. There's the emotional and mental aspect of periods, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also the physical, which is what we talk about most in Western culture. Right. And sometimes, for some women, period symptoms can be debilitating. Right. I've never personally... You know what? Actually, I take that back. There's been a couple times where I've, like, had to leave school and work because it's so bad. Yeah. But, like... There are women who literally go through this every single 
period. And it's it's, yeah, every single day of their period. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it can also just be uncomfortable, you know, like as we were talking with Rainy, like sometimes on your period, you just don't want to be doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I think about mine and we'll get into this a little bit more when we actually start talking more in depth about it. But for me, when I think about it, like, I think it would be nice to have maybe like one or two days, maybe for my period personally, any longer than that, I don't think I would need time off, but like, yeah, it would be nice to have a day to just literally be in your feelings, be in your thoughts, be creative, do everything that Rini was talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, like it varies for everyone, so it could look different, but we'll get into it a little bit more. Yeah. Time did an article about how some employers in Girona, Spain have actually added menstrual leave to their benefits package. And um, there's some countries in the world that already have it and some that are like working towards that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a newer thing in Spain. There were a lot of mixed opinions on this, though. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I didn't think about the other side of it. Um, so some people think that this is a great idea and that it's carving a new path for women's rights. But then other people are saying that it's anti-feminist and that Mm -hmm. it's actually setting women back, you know, all the years that we've worked. Right. Which I don't really agree with. Personally, I feel like it is like a huge thing for women's labor rights. Yeah, I, I never thought about that, that it could set back women's rights. So I don't think it does. Okay. I'm trying to think of how, just because, like, women aren't being seen as equal, like, they're needing time off. And, yeah, I could see that, but at the same time, I think about periods and how painful they can be, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, men will never understand that, and so if I want to take a lazy day, then Then I would love a lazy day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I don't think that that's setting back my rights or, or, you know, the work that women have done for a hundred years. I don't think that that's setting it back at all. I don't either. It is good to look at both sides, though, for sure, because a lot of people have that opinion. Yeah, and this. it is interesting, and I can see it. Mm-hmm. I just don't necessarily agree. I don't think it's right. big enough, but I can see it. Interestingly, though, the article said that it was mostly women who were opposing it because they didn't want to be seen as weak or as victims. And I also see that because, you know, women especially in the workplace Mm -hmm. have worked really hard and we've talked about these things like you know it is harder for women in the workplace like with the pay gap and everything like that and so it's like well I don't want to do anything that a man could say well she's taking time off for her period which means I'm working more which means I deserve this raise more than she does or I deserve this position more than she does and it's like I get that because it's like You know, that would totally happen. Yeah, it would happen. And you look at all of the work that has been done. And if you were working so hard to get a position and then somebody beat you out because you took a week off for your period that was debilitating for you, Mm -hmm. then that does suck. And so I understand the hesitation in the workplace. I really do. Even a couple days, you know, like people could use that against you. Mm Mm-hmm. Some have also said that it might make it easier to discriminate against women because they will have the choice to take a menstrual leave. Like the countries, as far as I understand, the countries that have this policy, you can choose. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take the leave, but it's there for you. Right. But I do agree with that. Just like you were saying, people can use that against you. Yeah. Like they could be like, well, Linda isn't taking a week off for her Mm -hmm. period. So why is Stacy? 
I don't think it would be a week. But well, yeah. but you know, a few days. Right. Like, why can't you? Yeah. It's like, I have the option. Yeah. I shouldn't be persecuted for it. So yeah, you know what? Um, I was disagreeing with like setting feminism back. I think there are some aspects that it could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. I don't think that it should. Mm-hmm. But I think unintentionally it could. Right. A lot of should coulds would. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay, so now we're basically changing our opinions. Like, no, but like, yeah, but is, that's okay. Interesting. That's what learning is, right? It's so interesting because there are a lot of different ways you can look at it. Definitely. There are some countries in Asia, including Japan and South Korea, that have had a period leave for decades. Like this has been implemented for a long, long time. But menstruation and periods are a very private matter in many Asian countries. Mm-hmm. And um, I read a CNN business article. We'll link it in the show notes as usual. But it said that companies don't have to pay women while they're on period leave. So for this reason, a lot of women don't actually take it. Mm-hmm. But then as I read the article, it dove deeper into the issue. And the larger reason that a lot of women in Asian cultures don't take the period leave is cultural reasons because it is a very private matter. Mm. There were a couple women that talked in the article. They had quotes. Yeah. And um, they talked about they would rather feel sick and uncomfortable than tell their male bosses that they're on their period. Simply just saying that they're on their period. And that to me is sad because it's that is not on them at all. But it is sad to not feel comfortable in such a natural process. Mm-hmm. And I understand that it is like, it can be private for a lot of people. And in a lot of cultures, it is like something that is not talked about. Mm-hmm. But I know, obviously, we talk about periods a lot a on lot. this podcast. And like, you know, after talking with Rini, you know, just relating it back to that episode and just realizing that your your menstrual cycle really is a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. and so it is sad to think that like in some cultures it's a taboo and you you know if you had such bad period cramps and you had the option to take a few hours off or just tough it out because you don't feel comfortable talking about it then that's really sad right and I mean it is a cultural thing though right Right. so like nothing's really going to change that right but um it was interesting too how it said then tell their male bosses because like that's the dominant right you know a lot of countries um but yeah so I just thought that was interesting because like even countries that have this policy it does not mean it's being utilized right and I think something that was interesting in one of the articles that we read in time they talked about how Spain is kind of toying with the idea of offering up to eight hours of paid leave per month and when you think about it like eight hours you know that could be like a full work day. Yeah. But, you know, let's say you just need a few hours off to go take a nap mm-hmm. one day. And then, you know, maybe you want to take two half days, whatever. Like Exactly. It's, it's not thinking. like, I feel like there would be so much commotion if they started doing this in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so many people would be like, that's not fair. Like, you know, blah, blah. Just have all these issues with it. But when you think about it, eight hours of paid leave per month is not that long. It's not that it's long. less than a one day of work for me because I work nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's really not that long. It's not that long. And like, you wouldn't have to take it all in one day. No. You know, you could split it up. Yeah, but like, it would be nice to have the option that like, 
if, cause sometimes, you know, it can be so bad where you're, you're bloated, you're bleeding, you have really bad cramps, you have a headache, like, cause I get really bad headaches on my period and in general, but like on my <laughs> period, it's a lot worse. And so like, it would be nice if I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is the worst. I'm going to just clock out real quick and take a two hour nap and then come back to it. I feel like I would feel so much better. So something that I've thought about too with this topic is like whether it should be paid or not. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody's offered a three-day period leave a month, but it's unpaid, it's like I don't know if many people would take that because a lot of people can't afford to take three days off of work, Mm -hmm. right? Like I personally don't think I would do that. Right. And so I think it's just interesting that even though like the countries like Japan and South Korea have this, it's not paid. Mm -hmm. And so aside from the cultural reasons, that's why a lot of women don't take it. I feel like in most companies, if you're a full-time employee, you're working, you know, over a certain amount of hours per week, at least in the United States, then you get a certain amount of paid sick days. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there should just be time allotted for specific paid period leave. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, if let's say you get, like, I don't know how many because I'm not a full-time employee. But, like, let's say you get five sick days a year paid. Then you also get, you know, up for five period days paid. Mm-hmm. And so you would get ten total. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, there's a certain amount set aside for periods specifically. Right. It's a different section, not just lumped together. Yeah, it's not just sick. Yeah, I think that that would be a really good option because it's not like they don't offer paid sick days for full-time employees. Right. Like I get for me, I'm a part-time employee. I get that, you know, why I don't get paid sick days. But for a full-time employee, someone who's working like all the time, I don't think it's that big of a deal for companies, especially like large corporations. Right. Like maybe small businesses, like, you know, maybe that's a little different, but like a large corporation, like a publicly traded company i.e. the one that we're working for. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But, like, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Right. And I know that there's a lot that goes into it, but I think that that would be a good solution. I do, too. Yeah, it's interesting. I would be very curious to see how the U.S. would handle that. Mm Because, like, so many people have so many different opinions. There would be so much uproar. There would be so much uproar. Um, Because there's not the respect in my opinion in america there's not the respect for women that there are that there is in other countries like you know like how there used to be the red tent like exactly Winnie was saying like i was just thinking you know they yep. had those things aside and it's like it was the your menstrual cycle was truly seen as sacred mm-hmm. and it was i just feel like there's not anything in america no like history that dates back to like you know bc of women literally being worshipped while they're on their periods because of right. their that means that they're able to like bring children into the world and stuff like that, you know? Right. So I feel like there would just be such a freaking uproar here. I agree. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, I would love that to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really big step forward. Yeah. An article from Health Central talked about a big pro of having a paid period leave or even a period leave. You know, mm-hmm. like that would be a tiny step. Yeah. A big step, actually. Um, A pro would be normalizing periods and conversations around periods. Right. Because as you were saying, like, in, I feel like in Western culture, it's more normalized. Yeah. Especially nowadays. But it could be even more normalized. Mm -hmm. I think 
normalizing the respect that comes along with a menstrual cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of it being, oh, are you on your period? It's like, you're on your period. Take take a day. Take a day. I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah. 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 yeah like, take some time and be in your feminine energy. And, mm-hmm. you know, not like that would ever happen. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that would just be really nice. So another pro of this would be some relief for those who have terrible period symptoms and actual conditions like endometriosis. Yeah, because, like, the serious conditions, like, there's no way you should be forced to go into work. Mm-mm. Like, people literally pass out from that. Literally. Sorry. It's a condition for a reason. Like, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's so terrible. There are a lot of cons to it, but those are just some examples. There's also pros. I meant pros. <laughs> I was about to move on to some of the cons. Yeah. So uh, take it away with the cons. <laughs> well, one con we already touched on was that women might be seen as weaker or less productive than men. I personally don't feel like this would happen, though. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think a lot of men might see women as weaker? Absolutely, yes. But I don't think productivity would change. Right. And I think that we're already strong anyways because we're pushing through the period pain. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have the worst period pain, it's still extremely inconvenient and there are symptoms. like And uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just uncomfortable. And so we're already pushing through that now. So we're already strong. We're already proving that we're not weak. But the other thing too that I think about is like your period genuinely takes up so much energy. It does. Like I know that I'm not the only one, but like I literally eat double so much. I know it's like I'm pregnant. I know. I'm like, how much am I going to eat when I'm pregnant? Literally. Cause like so much energy and like, I don't know why, like, because you're burning calories because your body is always working. Yeah. No, literally your body's always working, releasing eggs. Hmm. Well, that explains it. Cause yeah, I'm like, like, I feel bad about myself. I'm like, why am I eating so freaking much? But like, I'm still starving. Yeah, no, literally that's how it is for me too. And so that's the other thing too. It's like, we're taking up, we're using up so much of our energy. So that would be another pro to having paid period leave. Just like a little bit extra rest. Definitely. Yeah. I think even like a day or two would be so nice. Yeah. I think it would be really nice. I think another thing that has been talked about kind of with this whole discussion is also making sure that women have adequate family and sick leave and also have plenty of feminine hygiene products stocked in the workplace. Yes, there's never any Mm -mm. (laughs) ever. No. And actually, so I, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of a company called Aunt Flo. You, uh, told me about them. So our sister Nat actually told us about it. Oh. And Nat was at the library one day and they were going to the bathroom and saw the this dispenser. And I actually was with them at the library yesterday and saw the dispenser in the bathroom. And it literally says like, um, like, you know, take if you need, call this number if it's free. It's free. And there's liners and tampons. And it's, like, sustainable period products. And I just love it. And I think that's so important that it's free. Because – and that means, like, the library paid to have that put in. And they're, like, paying for for that. And that's amazing because, you know, all bathrooms are supposed to have, like, the tampon pad dispenser. But not everyone carries around a quarter. No. Or, like, like it's – a lot of people don't carry around coins. 
And so it needs to be free. And I think that's also something that's really important. Like along with this paid period leave, there needs to be access to period products in the workplace. Exactly. Yeah. Cause how many times, like when you're working in an office or like in a place, you have to go to the bathroom and there's nothing there and you don't have anything. And so you have to freaking stuff toilet paper. Up yes. There. And it's terrible. Yeah. And if that makes any men uncomfortable that are listening, then it should. And that should give you motivation to freaking stock our women's bathrooms with period products. Right. And not just tampons. Not just tampons. Pads. Too. Yeah. Pad. Pants. Pants. I get like a country accent when I've been talking for too long. <laughs> um, pads. Liners. Like everything needs to be stocked because that really is the alternative. If you don't have anything because your period comes so unexpected sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so you'll be there. And then all of a sudden you started, you're bleeding. You don't want to bleed through your pants. So you stuff toilet paper in your underwear. Right. Right. Gross. Another suggestion that some people have said is just, like, more flexibility, mm-hmm. more work-from-home options, which is very prevalent with the pandemic. Right. But even if there's no period leave or paid period leave, just having work-from-home options during that time. Right. I totally agree. Which I, I totally agree with and stand by. Mm-hmm. Another thing we also just want to make note of is seeing a doctor if your bleeding is abnormally heavy if your symptoms are like so debilitatingly painful and yeah, if it's that's like not good. it's not normal mm-hmm. and if it's like interrupting your life that's not normal like you should definitely see a um, provider okay. so we just wanted to make that note because <laughs> like we're talking about like uncomfortable symptoms and like being you know in pain and stuff and like honestly period pain is not normal like you know cramps are normal to an extent but like it's not normal yeah. So if it's interrupting your life and so bad that you like can't get out of bed, you need to see somebody. Yep. Go to the gyno, get in those stirrups and get, get fixed up. Get swabbed and get, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never had a pap smear. I'm due for this year. Oh my gosh. For my first one. You want to go together? Have I had a pap <gasps> Have I? No. I've been swabbed up there though. We were just talking to mom about that the other day. Like we were like, is it uncomfortable? And she was saying, she was just saying how it's just awkward to be in the stirrups. It's really awkward. And then she was saying, like, she's like, it's it doesn't hurt, but she was like, when they swab, it feels very uncomfortable and unnatural. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways. Okay, I I second that because um when I had to get my IUD in, mm-hmm. I'd had that appointment booked for a while, right? Yeah. And of course I was on my period. <gasps> oh and I was like, I'm so sorry, like I'm on my period. Do I need to reschedule? She's like, no, you're fine. Like, this happens all the time. They don't care. Yeah, but I was, like, so gross. I was, like, terrified of, like, you know, when you sit on the paper thing and then you're scooting back and there's, like, a blood stain. I don't know if there was. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, go to the gyno if you have some bad period cramps because, you know, it's normal to an extent, but if it's really debilitating, go see a doctor. Definitely. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this issue. We'll put a poll on our stories when this comes out. Um. And, like, if you want to, like, explain why you think that way, like, DM us, please. Like, we would Mm -hmm. love to know. Um, So, with that, we hope you guys have a great week. Please make sure to leave a rating and a review and share with a friend. Yeah. And if you are currently on your period when you're listening to this, first of all, go you. You're powerful. You're strong. You can get through this. And second of all, take some time to feel your feminine energy and be creative and rest. Like very important. Yep. Yeah, what episode was that? Um, we'll put it in the show notes, but be sure to listen to that interview we did with Rainy Kana from Love Your Moon Cycle mm-hmm. if you haven't already. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so you guys have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.